This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. This is Baseball Outside the Box with Peter Caliendo. Innovative thoughts from baseball's best coaching minds from around the world. Brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, former USA Baseball National Team coach, Peter Caliendo. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you're at, in the U.S. and around the world. Not sure where you're at, but definitely happy that you're joining us on Baseball Outside the Box. Thank you so much, and thanks, everybody, for spreading the show. Again, I keep repeating, we're over in 100 countries, and it's all because of our listeners. God bless you. Thank you very much for what you do for the show. We're just trying to get information out to coaches, players, and parents um, in the game of baseball, professionals, whoever it may be, just to help them out in any way possible, and also to educate them. Um, in the game around the world, what is going on? We are going to be expanding the show, just so you know, even into Major League Baseball, different guests. We want you. We want to highlight different people in professional baseball, minor league baseball, college, all kinds of levels, uh, bring us some interesting stories. So we are going to be expanding the show a little bit. I think you'll like it a lot. Well, listen, speaking about expanding, guess what? We are heading to India. Yes, the country of India, the population of 1.4 billion people that live there and major league baseball is doing a lot of work there because they see the the uh, importance of it they see a lot of cricket players and we're going to tell you a lot of history behind it i got a great guest i met at the abca good friend um he is doing some great things there in india and we're going to also talk about remember the million dollar arm the big competition right later on they sent two guys that actually won the competition to the u.s to train with our good friend for many years tom house he was portrayed in that movie, The Million Dollar Arm. Um, we're going to talk to um, Bamsey about that. So let me introduce our guest right away in India right now. But he is traveling in the U.S. And we'll tell you in a minute why he's doing it. Um, I want to introduce our friend Bamsey Condretti. Bamsey, how you doing, buddy? Thank you, Peter. Thank you so much. It's a really honor for me to be invited in this show. I'm excellent right now in Boston doing my U.S. travels to understand the baseball ecosystem in U.S. Absolutely. And folks, just so you don't know this, you definitely, I'm going to tell you about this. Mamsi is the founder, but also the commissioner of the Premier League Baseball in India. It's a professional league going to start up in 2025. Mamsi is going to tell us all about it. That's why he's traveling the U.S. to talk to a lot of people here, man. This guy does his homework. He's a businessman. He's a baseball guy. He understands it. Uh, I had a good talk with him at the American Baseball Coach Association. And you know, when you talk to somebody, you understand that they get it and they understand what they're trying to accomplish there in India. A lot of great things in India. Vamsi, let's do this. So, you know, India, man, the population is incredible. You know, I know, you know, I'm familiar that, you know, I want to go back to the history. I know it was founded in, in 1983. The Federation was there. Major League Baseball is doing a lot of work there. There's some TV, you know, some games that are being broadcast. Obviously, they see... Uh, some great expansion into India and some, and obviously and producing great players there eventually. But tell us a little bit about the history and how it was founded. You know how baseball was founded there and how it's kind of organized. Yeah, it's been there for a quite some time. Like if going back to history, like uh, it started way back when the World War II time when the U.S. forces were there in the eastern part of that country, um, and especially that is where that baseball got introduced to India. But formally, when you say in the 1983 is the like a, 
the seed of the baseball has been uh, got into the India. It's 1983 where the federation got formally uh, incorporated. And uh, India had first international baseball tournament. Uh, it's like I would say match in 1987 itself. So it's it's not baseball is not at all a new to India. It's been there already there for three decades. And coming to like my story, like in 1992 when I just started my college education, I used to play a lot of baseball. Mm. So. I, it's maybe it's maybe a bit uh, kind of optimistic to say that there was a lot of baseball before cricket uh, uh, way back in 1965 when my grandfather used to actually really play softball that time it is not really been the called a baseball softball but there is a lot of history so just answer to your question on that yes 1983 is the federation started india has been playing with international matches also been part of the Asian Cup Championship from that time onwards. Yeah, I was noticing, I remember that they're part of the Asian Baseball Federation. Um, and, you know, they're obviously part of the, the World Baseball Softball Confederation, the governing body of the sport worldwide. Uh, now, here's the interesting part. India, you know, big cricket country, right? Now, one thing they're used to is sitting around watching cricket for a long time. So that, So watching a baseball game is fast for them. You know, for us, it's slow in the U.S., right? The, the game goes three hours, three and a half, four. Uh, cricket can go days, even though they cut some of it down. You know, it's interesting. Uh, cricket and baseball have some similarities. Uh, but you got to get players or kids who are accustomed to seeing cricket a lot and see a goal. You got to get them to play baseball. How do you do that? See, uh, I, my, I would look at these two sports, especially the cricket and as well as the baseball. In fact, I would also want to include the softball as well. So if I look at the fundamental, the skill is like it's those are the bat and ball sport. It's a bat and ball sport. I would say it's maybe by a gene, like it's kind of it's our in DNA. Indians love to play this bat and ball sport. It's allowed to really go. I don't think we need a special trained uh, academy or like a, like a coach to really kind of someone to teach us how to hold a bat and how to throw a ball. It's kind of, it's, it's part of our DNA. So the question about like, uh, when I started this way back in 2019, as a company, as a, a per-profit company, Dream Olympic Sports, we actually understood that like India has been changing dramatically in the last two decades uh, because our service sector, especially so US people will very well know like how talented the Indian guys in terms of the IT is concerned. Like in terms of international exposure is concerned, Indians been doing traveling to the US and other countries as well. So that is where you can see a lot of similarities like a cricket has been very much being there with the baseball friend. The underlying skill of a bat and ball sport, it's been one and the same. So to answer to your question about like, how do we really kind of take this talent? Like, so I would want to say the kind of population you repeatedly been mentioned, we are a population of 1.4 billion. There is a study and one of these like uh, the top uh, consulting firms which I've been hired in the when when the 2019 when we started this company, they estimate that there are around 10 million people who love to play bat and ball sport in this country every year. Every year, mm -hmm. the 10 million is such a huge number. So 
I am really kind of quite excited and fascinated to see these numbers, the kind of interest among these uh, the players they have on the bat and ball sport. Then that is where actually really thought. Like anyhow, there was a big uh, history behind that also. I was also be a, a baseball player, but the the whole idea of like taking into like a, thinking about baseball as a professional sport in India, that is where like uh, we looked at the number and see that there is a business opportunity. That is our whole concept of professional baseball coming into the picture. Yeah, and I could see Major League Baseball is looking at those numbers too, big numbers. <laughs> and, and then when you look at the, like you said, the comparison, you know, of the throwing, the hitting, yes, it's stiff, a little stiffer, the arm, but, you know, they're throwing hard and they're hitting, you know, at all levels, low, up, high. I mean, it could hit everywhere. I can see the, the that, and I can also see the fans coming out because now it's a shorter game too. Not that they don't watch cricket for many days, but now it's a short game. I think that helps. Uh, you know, and I noticed MLB, you know, MLB sent envoys in 2006 to help coaches out there. Um, I also noticed that the, the first field um, was in, uh, was broken in 2017. What's the fields look like out there and kind of the organization, where, where are all the, you know, clubs, are they clubs or teams, where are they all located and, and how many fields you think you have in the country, a number of players, kind of that background. So let me go one by one. First, let's talk about the federation. There is a baseball federation, which is Amateur Baseball Federation of India. And that federation has, we are right now with the 29 states in India. Almost every state has its state association. So from there, we will go into the very granularity of it. Then is a district. Every district has an association. I don't claim every state association, every district association is super active, but there is already a structure in place for the baseball, like as similar to the cricket itself. It's nothing to be invented. It has already been well, well there. So coming to the culture of the club culture. India has never been into the like a club, especially it's only started from the 2008 when IPL start uh, having these uh, professional clubs and IPL got like a cricket got that kind of a commercialization of the cricket. That is the concept of the club as well. Till then, there are clubs, there are clubs, but those are not at a magnitude of like having a huge fan base. It's always been fan is been associated with the our national sports teams rather than the club teams, except maybe a couple of football clubs there, which has been started by the, like maybe in the, before the, like maybe like independence and all. So coming to like the clubs, there are like a quite a number of clubs. Having said that there is 29 states and I would say there would be like two to two, like a five clubs in each state. That itself is says that there would be around like, like 70 to eight clubs are there. Hmm. But right now, what are they doing? They've been very limited to their geographical area. Like those being, those club is actually having doing maybe uh, weekend matches or maybe long weekend matches with the nays, whether like maybe like cities, which is very addition to that and maybe uh, towns. There is no platform to really kind of bring all these clubs into one national level event. So so federation has been doing the national event because it's a federation function, but no one really kind of try to actually take this all the independent clubs and give them a platform to actually show their talent in the baseball. So 
the idea of this like when we when we really go wanted to like maybe like just to before we talk about that professional part of it so idea is that we have floated the confederation of the baseball clubs the whole objective of this confederation is that giving these independent small clubs which don't probably may not have a fan base beyond their town beyond their town so mm-hmm. we wanted to create them a platform come and actually play with the other clubs which can actually really kind of both like as a development of the sport and also show that talent on what where they stand in terms of the other clubs they are that's how the club things is actually falling out yeah that's interesting and folks if you're joining us on facebook thanks for joining us man we got a lot of people um we we'll love it. We're live on Facebook. We'd we'll love to take your questions. If you have any, just type them in the comments section. I see Bruno Karen, great friend. He is the vice president of Croatia Baseball, also the secretary general of the European Baseball Federation, WBSC, European Baseball Federation, running for president coming up in February. Um, we'll see how he does there. Wish him the best. And Don Freeman, former national team coach, gold medal national team coach with USA Baseball, Another great friend and mentor of mine on listening on Facebook, actually watching and listening. So, folks, uh, if you got questions, put them on the uh, notes there, and I'll be glad to ask them the questions. Bonzi is very, very um, talented, understands the game. He knows what's going on in India. You know, Bonzi, I was curious, you know, cricket, you know, you're catching a hard ball with your hand, right? I mean, I have a friend of mine who said, hey, Pete, you guys use a glove. We don't have a glove. We don't need a glove. You know, we got tough hands. Um, you got a cricket paddle, obviously. It doesn't seem like you need a lot of equipment. Now, baseball, you got to have a bat, glove, spikes. You know, it's it's a costly game in some ways. How does that affect? Does it affect the young kids playing in India? See, uh, uh, cricket eels also need a lot of equipment. As a batter, you need all the, like, leg pads, gloves, bats, helmet when you especially when you are facing the fast bowlers looking at the speed like maybe like when you're talking about the speed of the maximum pitch speed it may be one uh, not five miles per hour which is equivalent to around like 150 kilometers per hour in if i really convert into that so there are bowlers even the cricket also right now they are bowling at a speed of 140 146 kilometers per hour it's wow. almost the same speed that where the baseball pitching happens so definitely when batters are facing the face ball they need all this equipment to protect mm-hmm. the body head gear and uh, the body gear and leg gear and everything so i don't see a much an issue in terms of like it comparing the cost of the gear for the sports of the cricket and uh, baseball but the challenge is that the availability when you look at the availability and affordability, see, the kind of supply of the baseball gear is very, very, very low in India. And the cricket gear, is you can find it anywhere. I, I'll give you a very best example, very best example. When I started playing in 1992, like when I asked my parents to give me the money for, to buy the baseball slugger, he says that bat, usually that's cricket bat. They say that it's one-tenth of the price you will get another cricket bat. Why can't you go and play cricket? Day? See, with the yeah. one-tenth of the price of the baseball slugger, you are getting a cricket bat. So why can't you actually play the cricket? So the challenge even now today is that, so 
people can afford people can afford but the prices is not competitive here the reason because there is a less supply so all that like when you're talking about whether it's a wooden bats whether like aluminium bats even the balls there are few people who are making it but when you wanted really quality gloves you need to import it so cost of import becomes the price of the item double the price of the actual price of the game so that's a challenge yeah. so we are very contemplating that's one of the reason like the why i'm attending in fact traveling not only to meet the coaches also meeting the vendors especially baseball gear vendors to see that what is the best thing that we can do so that it can the players or whoever the clubs when get these things at affordable price that's the main aim of yeah and i could boy you mentioned vendors i could see the vendors vendors going crazy 1.4 billion people baseball <laughs> baseball baseball let's get in there um you know the sooner you get in there the better for those vendors i agree that you know that's awesome and you know the other part of all this um you know are the fields i'm interested in the fields because you know are the fields uh, cricket fields are they rough where the kids you know the ball bounces a little different so they have to learn quicker what's that look like see having said that there is a structure of like federation and the state associations a huge number of roughly like a 70 to 80 clubs which are very small town level clubs there is no dedicated baseball fields so far yes mm. you might have seen in the internet there was one which is at uh, gurgaon area which is uh, near to our capital uh, new delhi the the field is called field of dreams it's been started yes. in uh, it's a field of dreams it has been uh, started by one individual in 2017 but i'm not sure whether still that field is there the question is about where are these players playing the the good question is that all these federation folks and association folks and club folks where are they playing they in fact playing in the field either the football field or a cricket field there are huge there are huge number of cricket fields no doubt like you go may you find a field maybe 10 fields or 30 fields or 50 fields in each town there is a huge number of fields so so far they've been trying to actually play this in those cricket or a football fields you know as i travel the world i get a kick sometimes out of people because they say oh baseball you need a field really you could play it anywhere right you just need four bases um for young kids you don't even need four bases you can make a, a three base game which is more interesting there's more action um and kids love action so you start them off with that you really so you could play in a soccer field say so well you need a fence okay maybe you need a fence but you can get a plastic fence you know that you can put around there's always something you can do and that's what i love I love to see kids that are playing on fields that are not always baseball because if they always play on the perfect field they don't become as good a player. Um you know, I also noticed that or I wanted to know more than anything, I'm sure our audience does too, roughly when you talk about number of players in the game of baseball, you know, all levels, how many do are we talking about right now as of today? So as of today like we have done this exercise we have meticulously done this exercise because i wanted to substantiate my business case with the investors also it's not just like a passion right it is also a business 
when i'm really talking about a business i need to give that substantiate why they should believe that it is a business for them like when this when we have done this exercise with one of these top four consulting firm that is where i am i've been talking about like they are estimating like a, a 10 million um, the bat and ball players in this country coming to the especially the baseball so the figures is really good number there is a figures is good number so i do have in fact the a list a list which we have collected the players so far visible there are 20000 players who are been actively playing baseball and I, when i include that softball also it will this number goes to 60000 number 60, wow 000. why 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 so why so many more softball players because softball has a longer history because softball federation started in india 1965 itself is that women's men's combination fast pitch slow, slow pitch yes it's a men and women is all, already there but there won't be a much an activity uh, so yeah association is really doing good like i could see like all the senior if you look at like there is an a, a schedule or a charter for every federation to kind of do it annually like they need to conduct the senior tournament junior tournament or a sub junior national level tournament someone to play a national level uh, tournament they need to first participate at a state level tournament hmm. which is like in fact we have a 29 states so assuming that we are having like a 29 association state associations there is already an activity of a baseball and a softball happening at each state level for the seniors sub juniors and juniors and similarly for the at a national level so if i try to kind of club these all the numbers there would be like a 200 tournaments every year there are happening wow yeah happening wow and uh, you know what the other part of all this is the economics uh, does the government help with the funding or is it privately funded everywhere else you know wherever the kids are playing they kind of pay to play how does that work so there are two things always the government actually do fund because obviously there is a huge budget for the sports but in terms of the number of sports is also there is like a large list of the number of the sports recently when i looked at like the government recognized sports there is a list of 56 sports are there there is a list of 56 sports so every time though there was a category of a priority category and maybe non priority and maybe list there is three lists are there so each time whether the state unit or a national unit whether it's an association or a federation do conduct an activity depending on the category in which the sport is government actually give a financial fund to them like let's say like you are doing a national event uh, there is a some amount will be allocated for the sport depending on the whether the sport is in the list 1 2 or 3 and similarly if it is a priority sports let's take in india there is a priority sports like a badminton let's take in a badminton individual sport when it is an individual sport it has a fund it also actually really kind of cover the cost of the coaches to travel and all that rest of the things if it is in the list 3 you may not get the cost to cover your travels but definitely there would be a fund which has been given to the national federation and national federation has some discretion to okay to how to kind of give those benefits to the players and coaches and also take care of the expenses to organize this event 
Hey, Vamzi, uh, the U.S., 350 million people live in this country, approximately. Um, amateur players, 26 million we have in the U.S. So obviously we have a lot of levels. Um, you know, with India, 1.4 billion, already 10 million bat and ball players, uh, great opportunities. And obviously Major League Baseball sees this opportunity. They open, they open an office in India in 2019. You know, they've sent envoy coaches there. They've done school programs. Um, now, the federation, yes, is the governing body. And one of the responsibilities should be to introduce the sport to very young kids so you can grow the game. Um, also, Major League Baseball is doing that. Between yourself, everybody, what, what are you doing when you go into the schools? How do you introduce the game? How do you get kids to play it? Maybe you have some special ideas that other countries aren't doing. See, uh, let me very talk very honestly here, rather than looking at whether it is my business, whether it's a major league uh, baseball business, whether it's a federation uh, responsibility. So anyone uh, would obviously love to actually be participate with these federation events because there is a, some automatic benefit someone to playing with the federation. The reason because federation has been like a governing body and when you play for the federation tournaments, they do have some certificate, which eventually give you some credit for you to get your job and get into the college or a university. That's main like a motto. Suppose someone like at the high school level or maybe at a middle school level wanted to play at the sub-junior or a junior level or the college level or a senior level tournament conducted by the Federation, obviously, when they participate in the Federation event, they do have a credit which they can actually redeem kind of a stuff when they get into the universities or wanted to get into the jobs. That's mm. biggest motivation for someone to participate. That's how the federations will actually try to tap on the grassroots. Apart from the development, try to actually capture the largest section of the market. It's okay. Second is that in terms of the private entity, whether like a major league baseball or myself as a premier league baseball, who are independent, like it's not about just only the baseball, other sports also, whether it's a kabaddi or a badminton or a cricket, whatever the sport is concerned, private entities, they go with a different model. How do they go with a different model? They will say that, okay, you pay for that play, and we'll give you better opportunities. What are those better opportunities? You will get a better field, a better coaches, because you are paying for that. Okay, they can afford better coaches, whether national level coaches or international level coaches, better fields. And especially, they can actually take them to the international tours. Let's say there is a lot of people allowed to actually travel internationally and play with the international players. Let's say football is concerned, a lot of people are traveling to the European countries. So they would actually play with the European colleges. Fast forward, I would also want to see the baseball players also looking for such kind of an opportunity. Because if you look at globally, like whether US, whether uh, Korea, Japan, Australia, these are the kind of nations, they have a very rich infrastructure in the baseball side and good talent. So when the people wanted to kind of, after having some kind of a developmental training in India, if they wanted to competitively improve their game, I think they should start playing with the better teams. I think that's an opportunity. 
So to answer to other questions, federations will go to the schools and colleges with a model of, okay, you play, you play the sport, you have a benefit of like these credits. Major league and myself go to the schools with the like, with the like asking them, okay, you pay for that, we'll give a better quality of the play, better infrastructure, opportunity, you to play with the international players and travel opportunity. This is how the things work. Okay, now, interesting enough, you're all interested in getting young kids to play the game because without having young kids, you're not, you're not going to have a sport. You're not going to be able to grow the game. And, and, and I understand the goal at the high level because they're going to go to maybe high school, college, professional baseball, professional league in India. I understand that part. Um, the important thing here is now, Bamzi, you go to a school and now you have to convince some, a young kid, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old, 11, come play baseball. Now, they got the skills because they play cricket, maybe. But now you got to convince them to play baseball and maybe not cricket. Is that easy? And how do you do that? How do you sell them on the game? We, we have done that experiment. We, in fact, done the experiment. When you look at like a sum up of our like a postings, like uh, we also been to a lot of schools. Uh, all we started in that May 2019. Unfortunately, we need to see the COVID uh, hitting us in the, from like a March 2020, we, within that, like May 2019 to the March 2020, within the span of seven to eight months, we went to almost 30 plus schools around, like especially in the Southern India, 30 plus schools wow. to give a demo. In fact, there is a lot of people. One thing which always really excites me is that kids love the sport, whether it is a cricket, even like it. So there is nothing like, there is no, in fact, a rule that only Indian kids should love only the cricket. There is no rule written in any of the, <laughs> any of our religious books or maybe any of our like a school, a school books. So is it, is it possible they play both sports? Absolutely possible. Absolutely possible. See, so in terms of the participation, like I say, that's where it is like, there is no, see, one, the kid actually choose can play both cricket and a baseball, no issues. But in terms of their competition, if they wanted to participate in the competition, they need to actually have to go through some rigorous training, whether it is a federation given training or MLB given training or myself, like whatever the organization that I'm running is actually doing it. They have to go through that. So do they have the time to really kind of go through the, all the training for more than one sport is a question. See, kids in India love to actually study a lot because every <laughs> love to study a lot, have the more degrees than any other country. That is what I believe yes. in. But I don't know whether I whether I'm true or not. Sorry to make such kind of statements, but like that's how it is. We want more degrees. So along with the more degrees, the the sport is also we we love we love it. So that's where like I have given the best example as my example. So when I go and ask for to a money from my parents to buy a slugger, they themselves suggested to buy a cricket bat. Both are bats only. You play cricket because that's real. Like, so question about if you kind of bring the, the baseball gear to the affordability of the like children and a parent to the lowest level, whatever that like, there would be like a very affluent people will be there. 
there is people with a, like a middle income there would be people like like where they can't afford much for the sports if the, as long as school is giving providing the facilities absolutely okay if the school is not providing that if the parent wanted to offer that they always see that what is the best thing they can afford if they they wanted to afford a cricket bat or a baseball slugger so if the prices are the same i think their kids have a more choice rather than influenced by the budgets of the parents <laughs> absolutely you know one of the things that we love to do on the show is always come talk to different countries because there's always different ideas and and obviously the show's called baseball outside the box because we want to think outside what everybody else is doing because it's easy to follow what everybody else does but what is happening in india i want to you know i think can be very interesting now one of the areas we talk a lot about on the show and i think everybody agrees once you get the player to play the game the young kid now you got to keep them in the game and the only way to keep them in the game is to have very good coaching now most baseball countries around the world the best ones have really good coaching programs a lot of them run by the government or funded by the government what, what what's going on in india as far as to try to get more people to coach train them to coach in a good way and making sure that they keep the players in the game long term because i always hear you know oh you got to have fun you got to have fun and then nobody knows how to have fun um or how to teach the kids so talk about what's going on in india with coaches sure. education so this is a very interesting i have a slightly different view here uh, peter so This and we is love, very we right. Love, uh, Ramzi, we love different views. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very right. Like, uh, let's look at like uh, players and the kids. Definitely, hundred percent love their coaches, and they wanted to continue with their coaches as long coach is really giving them a a good opportunity and a good improvement on the play. But that's okay. But i think the self motivation for the players and in fact the people when they start a learning sport the bigger motivation for them along with the coach uh, care is that they look at the opportunities holistically what kind of opportunities that i would get if i start playing cricket when we start playing baseball if i start playing the football so in india is a country if i look at the sports at the professional level so cricket stands much above the all the other sports cricket stands much above the all the sports so there is a lot of section of the people see for them there is an opportunity for them in the cricket because there is already a and a big opportunity for them playing at a professional level mm-hmm. so if i look at other countries maybe if we go back come to the us itself whether it's a baseball like mlb whether it's a, a basketball nba uh, hockey or maybe a rugby uh, like which is a football and a soccer there are like almost like at at the same professional level so here the the, the different view that i'm talking about peter is that about like an opportunity for the players and the kids so they see a more opportunity at this stage but still there are people who love the sports eventually we wanted to increase them right now the biggest motivation them for them to keep in the sport is their coaches absolutely you are right on that but a longer run it may not be sustainable because we may not get the same good coach everywhere if i kind of create 
an opportunity is for them whether the professional sports as a national level sport i think their automatically player will have a self motivation to keep on the team keep with the coach yeah so you're saying basically that if they see an opportunity to coach full time or get you know be paid to coach do that for a living there's a passion now they help their kids a lot more because they see that goal and i think you got a great point there because if you look at taiwan you know taiwan the, the 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 sport is in the schools and the schools are educators right they get paid not only teach but they get paid to teach Fair the game of baseball yeah, and i can see that I, instead of having volunteers and volunteers are great but you're right that's not sustainable because volunteers change a lot so that that's a great great example i'm really happy you brought that up um and you know i'll tell you what i think more countries need to look at that we were just talking recently with um not only haiti but also belize you know they're looking at having former players coach the younger kids and have an opportunity to have a job at the same time so now they look at it long term more and that grows the game what are the what are the obstacles i mean what are we talking about here in india what what what's the obstacles of growing the game of baseball that you have to overcome what obstacles do you have I already actually said one thing because sports gear baseball gear supply there is no enough supply if someone wanted to kind of get the sports gear that baseball gear they need to pay lot of price it's sometimes it is not affordable so people might maybe like 20% or 30% of the people who has the interest but unable to kind of get afford afford that so that is the 30% of the people losing that second is that the grounds where the fields i've been talking about when i say ground we usually call it a cricket ground like it's a fields so where are the fields because right now when people looking at like a facilities like when the other day when we actually like on the same apka uh, 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 conference i have seen lot of on the trade show lot of people especially have their business on the baseball fields itself mm. isn't it so many fields whether it is i'm going to be a summer league or maybe a summer college league or maybe some kind of kids league or whatever that there are independent investors or sports companies exclusively meant for these sports facilities like especially baseball fields so because they are doing it because they could see a revenue or a business because so many people so similarly if india can also can think like having someone actually taking it as a, like a, because one person like suppose whoever is actually really looking at the promotion of like like getting the professional baseball they can't actually really have the every field at every city right so the larger section of the people should look at like oh, so if i have a baseball facility like what are the numbers that i said like 20000 baseball people including the softball people of a 60000 can they make a business just having the field for baseball or a softball so if the people actually start investing on the fields and investing on the sports gear whether baseball softball or gear making the prices making those affordable for the players and the parents automatically this will grow so to uh, sorry to uh, so the question to answer to the question is that how this will be grown i think the participation from like a different players ecosystem like apart from the national federations and independent private leagues like mlb or plb and 
other sports companies the sports right now there are like sports companies who do maintain the cricket grounds if they can actually really think of maybe 1% of the cricket grounds can they really think of a business case whether they is converting these grounds into the baseball fields or maybe there are a lot of football fields also there so can they really think about like maybe 1% or 5% of the football fields convert into the baseball fields then they really do that's why if the ecosystem of the all these sports is supported obviously the this the sport will grow because right now schools are open but schools are open but schools can't afford that space for like every school can't afford right there must be someone to really kind of see that aggregate these schools town schools and see that they can best utilize that the whatever that field for the baseball yeah that makes sense from a business standpoint you know multi multi dimensional fields, fields where you can play several sports now you have several fans you know and if the businesses are looking at baseball they're going Oh, wait a second. Between baseball and softball, already 60,000 players, yes. 1.4 billion people. Major League Baseball is doing a lot of work there. Um, you know, this game is going to grow and their business will grow. They just have to get on board now because, you know, if, the, if baseball grows fast in India and they're behind the eight ball, then they're going to have to catch up trying to build these multi-fields. So I, I think that's a great point that you bring up. I want to tell the folks, uh, so you know, you know, Baseball in India is growing 60,000 between softball and baseball. Think about that. Um, next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Time on Facebook Live, also Twitter and other uh, social media networks, we will have Rick Dell, Major League Baseball International in China, because we're going to be talking about what Major League Baseball has been doing in China there, too. And one of the things um, that they've been doing is also educating coaches. So, Bamzi, I agree. You know, I think I think what you're doing coaching-wise, field-wise, it looks like around the world, the major two obstacles seem to always be coaching, fields, and equipment. Those three are the major three obstacles in helping them grow the game. Um, tell us, what, what, what about the skill level of the kids? Like, uh, you know, if they play cricket, we know they got great hand-eye coordination. They're developing an arm. What other skills do they have that relate real well to baseball? Baseball needs a lot of skills, mental, physical so what other skills do the young kids in India have that are good for baseball? Skill-wise, there is a lot of talent. I can actually uh, bring, uh, in fact, talk about the very specifically, this confederation, confederation of baseball clubs, which we have started. So they set to have the club national tournament coming month, in the February month lot of clubs has shown interest to participate in the club national event to select the best club to actually really give a very competitive game for the, all the clubs to play in this tournament we traveled around india and actually taken the trials of the those teams who are going to participate in the club nationals so i will bring you some of these facts i have identified two pitchers right now within the age one is like 18 years the second one is the 22 years they both are actually pitching at a speed of 91 miles per hour 91 mm. miles per hour so you briefly talk about when we started this show about like a million dollar arm yeah. if you kind of go back to like a, the million dollar arm program that time the pitcher throw the ball with the speed of 84 miles per hour. Yes. So 
so if you see that there is already an improvement of like seven miles per hour so so automatically there is an improvement is happening but talent is been very scattered right now they don't have an enough opportunity it's i'm not talking about just we have a great talent because we can throw the ball speed because in the pitching just speed is only the not the talent right there are other things so what i've been talking about inherently there is a talent about like a throwing a ball at 91 miles per hour if he get into the right player development with the right coach definitely these are the kids who would be the potentially the players for the pro leagues whether it is an indian pro league or american pro league or a japanese pro league whatever that there is a potential by looking at the talent there would be when we have like you know all that because because when we all this professional journey of the baseball we start in the 19 uh, 2019 itself although i've been the player from the 1992 you've been there in the history you've been the national coach for the you as you know the history like what's happening around the globe in the the baseball front once someone actually can see like from the country of like india for 1.4 billion people a star yeah whether it's a pitcher or a hitter or like a whatever that a star playing in a minor leagues or a major leagues so whole country would be like so excited in fact that's a kind of big like so even parents would actually be thinking about okay even my kid also wanted to play baseball i my kid also wanted to get into the pro baseball so the star the first one or the second one is the really the obstacle and then all hope market is open like rest uh, whatever the like we've been talking about 10 million batting ball people they definitely in the uh, the kind of competition to be a baseball player i think absolutely and folks <laughs> if you join us on facebook um any questions write them down in the comments section i'll try to pick them up from you i appreciate you joining us um you know if if you think about we're talking about baseball in india um it is really growing and developing um over 200 tournaments in a year uh that are going on there and obviously it's a big country you got to travel and all that and, you know you need money to do that and if you ever watched million dollar arm check it out because you know you had a 19 year old javelin thrower named Rinku Singh and um and also Dinesh Patel Patel made it in the Gulf Coast League and I think one of those kids made it to AAA so could you imagine and that was back then you know when they made the movie They sent him to Tom House in at USC. You know, Tom worked with him. He increased the velocity. One made it to AAA. Could you imagine? And I could see Major League Baseball why they're in these big countries. But could you imagine one of the Indian players making it to the major leagues? Because now these kids see that and they go, "Wow, the major leagues! Now I can do that too." That's that's got to be a big goal for you, and also for Major League Baseball. That's true. that's to peter yeah i mean it's right because it would really increase the game um it would really help hey before we jump into the pbl or plb the league uh what position did you play myself yeah i'm the first base first base and you started what year did you say you started 1992 playing 1992 and how long did you play for i played for 4 years from 1992 to 1996 and i was Yeah, college ahead. level baseball. College level, and I want the folks there. There's there's baseball in India in college, or did you play in the states? 
it's a stage only because that's where like we in the college in college where i studied we used to play a lot of baseball but as a tournament if you wanted to participate you need to participate in the state level competition in india itself i played in india only not in the states yeah and i want the folks to know because before we jump into the league i want them to know your background a little bit you you played then you st- then you got into business um just recently you know i call it you put your money where your mouth is because you are funding and started, you know, I, with investors also, you're funding a, a league there, a pro league, you know, the Premier League Baseball India. But tell us a little bit about how you got into business, what you do, and then we'll get into the league. Sure. So, in, in fact, after this college, we, I got into like a, any other kid from India, I got into the IT field, information technology. I have done my job. It's not a business. Like I have done my regular job with two Wall Street companies for 18 years. I have spent my time actually working as a business analyst and what are the program management and director and so on, like for 19 years. During the, all the tenure of 18 years, I have been traveling across the globe, especially the countries like Japan, Australia, and US. So my passion about the baseball, I always keep updating myself what's happening in this country, what is the new thing that is coming up in this country. How can we really kind of really do something back in India that has been always been there in my mind for the last 18 years? So finally, after spending my 18 years of a professional career working for like a fintech companies or Wall Street companies, then I decided to go back and settle down at India. So when I really done that, like when the, the basic objective itself is go back and do something in the sports whether I wanted to really start that time a baseball or the different sports, I still haven't decided when I left my job. But I went there in the 2019, rather than actually trying something else, again, going back to the baseball, let's do baseball, be there, whatever the state it is. Let me start from wherever it is. Let me. That's a kind of like, let me start, whether it is zero ground level or maybe 50% or 15%, whatever I be. I decided, let's start. So, as a business, I'm not into any other sports. We focus on the baseball property, which is a professional property, uh, PLB, Professional League Baseball, um, it's marketing. So our objective is to actually develop the professional league and market it so that we will ready to support the whole ecosystem because I'm not really kind of starting a professional league without having a ground built. So we really kind of hand in hand work with everyone. We work with the national federation. We work with the state federation. We work with the private people, private clubs. And we are open. It's not a restrict. We have opened that. But our business model is to develop the professional league. First ever professional league, baseball league, India, PLB. And make it self-sustainable because right now investors that they to fund it, whether in terms of how to monetize it, they do have a business plan, but we wanted to make it a self-sustainable in a longer run. To self-sustain it, we need to work with the whole baseball ecosystem. Vamsi, look, um, I know there's people listening and they're thinking, this guy's out of his mind, okay? Um, anybody, but but we also know that. If you're going to do something different in another country, you got to be a little crazy. You got to step outside the box a little bit, um, you know, because starting a pro league, a lot of people have tried it in many countries and have failed at it. Also, um, some have succeeded. You know what? You know, 
I know you're a business guy and you and you and you know I, I looked at your business plan. I mean, you go you put together something really nice here. Uh, it looks very professional. You've done your homework. Um, what what gives you the idea? Because starting a pro league is great and it's going to give players an opportunity. But what gives you the idea that this is going to be successful? See, in terms of the so what look at the elements that really has to consider for the pro league. So do we have that momentum? The sports momentum in India is not as a country. So obviously, on a business opportunity, but maybe I may not be really get into the whole set of business secrets right now. But holistically, when you look at in India, globally, when you look at like India stands fifth or sixth largest economy, depending on, because right now we are like a $3 trillion GDP. That is what it is, US being the top and then China, mm-hmm. Germany and Japan. So as a business guy, we have actually understood and break down the, all the country's GDP. When you really look at that, on an average, in the top 10 economies across the globe, except India, every country, 3% of the GDP of their economy is a sports economy. Mm. And India, it is 0.03%. You check it. So US having that whatever the 22 trillion GDP, their sports is about like almost $68 billion. Wow. Sports business. And we being the $3 trillion economy, our sports is not in the millions. It's, it's in the millions. So, how's, how's the league going to be set up? How's the league structure? So league, right now, they're actually, we are going in a phased manner. So league is going to start from 2024. And the 2024 and the league 2024 and 2025, two seasons, all the players will be managed by the league, not the clubs. Ah. 2024 and means all the contracts, all the player contracts would be done with the league, not with the clubs. What would the clubs do? So the marketing? So clubs actually takes care of the ownership, the whole operations of the club, including the fields, marketing and rest of the merchandising, fan engagement of the club and everything, except Mm -hmm. the players. And we have set some kind of a criteria and we also would be segregating this set of players into the grade A, grade B, grade C and grade D, four level of grades. And depending, there would be a cap and the clubs actually has to buy these players from the league and there is a cap. How many grade A players, grade B players, grade 3 and grade uh, C and D players will be getting into these clubs? This is only for the season 24 and 25 only. Ah. And 26 onwards, that is, a, there is a slight change in the plan. We should start actually giving out these players to the clubs. And there would be a lot of other criteria who will go to the what club and all. So that's not an important point to discuss right now, but 26 on boards players will be associated with the clubs. From there, it's all again, normal course of business, whether the player transfer is allowed, not allowed. So what is that? Like how, how long one should be there in the club before he transferred to the other club? And these set of the rules will be different. But the, so why why is the question, right? So yeah, why, why, why 
2020, that was my question, 2024, 25, why these special rules? Why the special rule is that whole capital of the technical capability of player management, player development, I think it would be a very, very hard job to distribute among eight clubs. Yeah. Distribute among eight clubs. So, because now the club's responsibility to find the fields, develop the fields, market the clubs, that itself is a full job. So, the whole simple thing is I wanted to centralize the player development to one place. That mm. is, if it's not physically, it could be different places. But whole management of the player development of the professional players will be centralized so that we can really meet these targets. Otherwise, if you kind of decentralize it, there would be other issues comes into the picture because one club see a, a better player than wanted to, that club wanted to coach the player. So all these controversies, because we would be actually dealing with a lot of politics rather than the sports. I wanted to just avoid the politics in the first two years, make sure that players has been not been associated so there won't be any conflict among the clubs clubs would be developing in their marketing strategies and the field development and i love that there's a cap because then you don't have you know one or two teams who dominate you know when you look around the world a lot of times you might see clubs two clubs dominate the whole league you know and the other clubs are just there just for the season um, so I love that part and Ramzi I know you've done your homework because you and I have talked about amazing some of the things you're doing um, you know, I love the idea of you controlling 2024, 20, 25, because the players, you know, you, you almost have every team is kind of equal when it comes to player talent. Uh, now, where are these players coming from? All from India the first two years? So uh, uh, let, let me say, like, I've been talking to many people. In fact, I should not take those names. So I've been talking to AA leagues globally, AA leagues holiday. I, I right now. I, I already have some permission to talk, but right now let's be a bit, let's be a, not talk about those leagues. So we yeah. already have done MOUs with the AA leagues. Couple of AA leagues, they are ready to actually send their players. So the composition, let's in our team composition, where are these players? So, so what we looked at is that 60% of the players would be the domestic. Indian origin, Indian players, like a domestically developed players. And 40% of the players would be the imported players, players coming from the outside. Those would be part of the these players. So how these 60% of the players will be developed? Right now, they're already a talent. It's, it's not a huge talent. There is already certain section of the people. So I don't talk about the quality of the place right now because this is not really kind of a, I can't really bring out the stats to say that. I can only say that they, I, there are two players which I have identified, have seen who can throw at a 91 miles per hour, but that itself should not be the benchmark for every player, right? So let's not talk about that, the quality of the player. Let's show the source of the players. Source of the player, very simple. From 1987 onwards, India has the national tournament where the all the states would be coming in and playing. And this is one source. I can actually take the best players from that. We have a we will approach the national federation. We'll give that this is what the player will be developed, like they will be developed into the professional sport professional uh, development and get into the professional uh, tournament, that is one source. 
Second source is that would be a longer time. It will be like it won't. We don't get it for the season for twenty four and twenty five. We already worked out a plan because I already identified two best coaches in US, which I don't want to write right now. Uh, yeah. Name right now, they would be heading uh, the high school level baseball and college level baseball. They would be in charge in India. In India, yes. So high school baseball is going to start in India. Uh, high school baseball, baseball and college baseball will be started in India. It'll be right, started now, in India. I want to go back to the double A. You mentioned double A. I'm assuming double A players, single A players. Yes. Um, I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit here because, um, you know, my question would be, why would I, as a major league team, want to send my double A player to India when the level of competition is not going to be strong right away? Um, I've got to keep my guys playing at a high level. Um, why would I send them there? See, definitely. See, again, you know, like uh, Peter, like I'm not talking about like not talking about that. major league standard i'm talking about a double a league standard only double a league will have the major league players and also there are players like other players which may not be really qualified for the major leagues right isn't it so so in terms of the what level we will bring that's where like i i'm not really going to talk about the stats like what level of the players will be there in the 24 and 25 but i'm just limiting this conversation to the source of the players source of the players will be from the international aa leagues and from the people who will be developed from the high school and colleges in the longer run yes. they, they may not be available for 2425 and the other source would be the players who been playing the national level tournament in india for the quite some time So we're talking about double A international level players, um, which is understandable. You have to start somewhere. That's a great place to start. Um, Bamzi, tell us, uh, you know, we're close to the end here. Appreciate your time. You've done a great job. But what else? What, anything else about the league? Because, folks, you know, as far as the, the professional league that's going to start in 2024, we will put Bamzi's information on our uh, show notes so you can contact them if you, if you have more or in case you want to be an investor. I'm sure there's. You're looking for investors, also. What else are we are we missing here with the league? What what what's unique about it? So unique about it is that uh, as a league, so right now we are well funded. We are well funded. So there is no question of backing out from this professional baseball league. It is been right now is been well funded. It can sustain whatever the time it has to be sustained. So. the question right now what were the marketing that the company is doing is that more about the building the club so i want to talk about the how we are actually going to really help the clubs to build the first major thing that we have done that we already done mou with the what about that like again uh, maybe next show definitely let me actually bring those names like a, we already have an mois with the professional clubs outside india so they are already talking to us taking the 12% of the stake in these indian clubs mm. 12% of the stake in these indian clubs so the reason why see building an infrastructure overnight we can't build an infrastructure if you wanted to really build a baseball field 
forget about the whole clubhouse and all that like except it's just a field and the players sitting seating capacity whatever is required that itself takes like a 2 to 3 years to build it mm-hmm. isn't it so the way we are modeling is that you might understand why we are actually centralizing the players in the 24 and 25 is that in case in case if we can't catch up infrastructure development of the baseball field by 2024 i do have an option taking these all the players to the international facilities getting them trained because those are the league players not the club players at the yes. same place wow so that's great that is where right so we do already have an mous with the like a professional teams outside india i won't want to name right now where they are ready to accept us to give the training so because it's again which very well works because we don't have any, if if i try to look at this seasons right whether mlb season maybe npb season or a korean kbo season or abl season what are the season that the season duration it won't actually conflict any of these seasons so so i can best utilize their facilities if at all if we are we are not able to catch up building those facilities we can use best to utilize this facility getting their players all trained out there come back and play in whatever the fields which we are ready to play on that yeah it looks like that you really covered you know all the obstacles all all the areas that you're going to get a roadblock and you got to go somewhere else and boy you really done a good job there um how many teams are we talking about when 2024 2024 would be eight teams because i already identified uh, that cities and uh, it is there in our business plan or whatever the flyer that i have given to you uh, in the chicago so these yep. are the eight cities these are the eight cities <laughs> yep i got it right here folks it's awesome it's well organized well put together eight teams um you know okay now in cricket you know and 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 excuse me if i make a mistake if i in cricket i think there's breaks for like uh, tea tea breaks sometimes you know um but in baseball we like to entertain people on the field um are you going to be doing some entertaining because that'd be interesting you know for the for the folks in india maybe they haven't seen all the different entertainment that goes on between innings is that part of the excitement yeah because that's me right right now whole professional sports is more about you would know right because we have done this study globally globally the second biggest entertainment is the sports industry second biggest entertainment not wow. even the tollywood or a ball it's not a movie industry it is the sports industry biggest entertainment wow. see so obviously here the fans is first thing they they come to see the sport no doubt about it second wow. thing is that they may not have the same enthusiasm to love the sport for the whole three hours maybe whatever the two and a half hours he was so out of the breaks like see there are really so many right now given that an ipl is the already we have already have a good fan base for each club and even football and also there are many people marketing people they know how to really kind of take best use of that time whatever the breakout time whether it is a two minutes time or one and a half minute time so in whole sports this professional sports ticketing revenue it's not be much right so it's more about the broadcasting revenue you know it very well so so viewers sitting on the, the before like like watching on the whether it's a streams like an ott platforms or a regular streaming or maybe what the tv channels are like 
they wanted to see something coming up in the breaks whether exciting things so whether the player performing those exciting things or someone else performing that sub breaking things let's decide on that it all depends on the situation like whether the, what is the hot topic of the day because you so again like we don't actually wanted to cover we don't wanted to cover the history right we wanted to cover the very latest topic of the day so so yeah we do have the plans that's how the investors would make a money over there well again you you guys have a big advantage because your fans are used to sitting there for you know five days watching a cricket game so like i said earlier in the show you know for three three and a half hours going to go like that for them it's going to be well, uh, peter right now there are like a, uh, not many people yes there are really cricket and loving people who love to actually be there five days and watch matches now it's all about 2020 you just finish up the match in 20 overs one side another Correct. 20 overs another side that's it oh, all right now i i we're getting close here and we'll finish it off soon but i was in beijing for the olympics uh with the wbsc and you know anytime you introduce a new sport uh now i get that you guys have 20,000 players and you already have some fans but for a pro league you're going to need a lot more fans sure and i i remember in beijing you know the ball was hit in foul territory in the stands and people were clapping you know because <laughs> they didn't know what was going on right in cricket you can hit the ball that way behind you left right you know you can hit it everywhere And so the rules are a little bit different even though the similarities are there you got to educate the fans on the game how are you going to do that before they even come see it i think pretty much right now internet internet would be the big source of information for them i no need to really specially designed a particular course but there would be a lot of teasers that would be really Uh, setting out uh, sending out to the fans to really understand that but one thing i wanted to mention peter is that see you might see a slight change in the rules to make the fans entertained so it's that when we say pro league in india may not be the pro league in us and pro league in australia to entertain the indian fans so yes innovation coming from like a six day to five day to one day to 20 overs and 10 overs so you would definitely see some customized rules in indian pro league yes you may, you may surprise wait go wait don't keep us hanging what what, are, what give us a couple at least <laughs> so it's like uh, when the batter hit the ball he must run right he must run yes so take an example i'm hypothetical case i'm not really i am just speculating assume that assume that we are not we are not forcing them to run just giving an option not to run also just just think about it sure. think about it. so then usually why why this is why very i'm mean, i'm talking about a very common fan i'm not talking as a baseball player let's me talking as a common man what i need when i watch the sport is the entertainment apart from the sport like like whatever mm-hmm. the player and uh, entertainment suppose do i because when the uh, the star cricketer comes in what is the basic expectation of the fan from the star cricketer when he is doing the batting he want the batter he want the batter to the century a double century or a triple century that is what more runs to be made if the fan is for the bowler he has to take the more wickets one wicket two wicket three wicket so for a baseball fan also for a hitter he want the hitter to run the he hitter to do the 
home run. So, so by mistake, suppose the whatever the hit he has taken hasn't actually reached to the home, uh, like a, the home, like the whatever the uh, fence out of the fence, but it only reached to the, the second base or the third base. But it's not a catch out; it is still there. It is ball in play, and if it not to choose, uh, it, it choose to not to run. Rather, rather choose not to run, and so there is an a fan who would be expecting that he's. His player would may hit the home run in the next ball. So I'm just it could be completely hypothetical, completely hypothetical, just to make you kind of entertain for the show. But certainly there would be certain tweaks. So only with an object to entertain the fans. I like that thinking outside outside the box. You got to know your audience. You got to know the people in India. what they will like, what they don't like, and you tailor the game a little bit towards them. I think that's fantastic. Um, you know, as long as we're not, you know, reinventing the whole game, I think that's great uh, because you've got to... Maybe, maybe we can't reinvent it because the players from, well, like if I'm taking from the A-League players, that they may not agree to those kind of rules. Just, I need to make a trade-off between that. What level of compromise that we can do and how much like a due diligence and negotiation that i can do with my players and uh, like a rest of the national federations and the private leagues that's where the trade off so when the trade off is in the best interest of the fan that is where the business is all of love it love it bamzi this is a great way to end the show um listen i can't thank you enough i know you've been busy traveling i mean looking at your schedule here you know florida boston chicago um i think it keeps going All over Los Angeles, yeah, Los Angeles, New York, Washington. Um, you're doing your homework. You could tell you you're well planned, well organized. I also like you, that you put your money where your mouth is. Um, in starting a pro league in India, I think it's got great merits. And obviously, Major League Baseball sees huge, huge opportunities in India. Um, and I think it's going to be really successful. I want to wish you the best of luck with the league. Um, and uh, we are always here to assist you any way possible. And can't thank you for your time for being on the show too. We want you to come to actually to really kind of talk about our when the really matches are happening in 2024. This is an open invitation for you to Peter to come to India in 2024 to talk about our matches. Love it! I am excited. I've never been to India. I've been around a lot of Indian people. Great people. I can't wait to see the country. Um, I, I'm excited about that, and thank you so much for the invitation, Bamsi. Safe travels. Be safe. You know, stay healthy and keep in touch, my friend. Uh, I think you're doing great things in India. Appreciate Peter, and really honored to be in your show. Thank you so much. All right, folks. That's Bamsi Kondradi. With uh, he is with the Pro League there that they're starting. He's the commissioner, um, also the founder of the Premier League Baseball India. Great show about India baseball and also the Pro League. Uh, folks, special thank you to Brian Crock, our producer with the Lineup Media Group, and I always got to thank our listeners because you are in over a hundred countries. Thank everybody on Facebook. Go to baseballsidethebox.com for the audio. ESPN, thank you for carrying the show on ESPN Honolulu. Check out the audio there, folks. If you ever need anything, let us know who you want us to listen to, what you want us to do on the show differently. We're always taking feedback. Email me kaliendo19 at gmail.com, and remember. Stay healthy, be safe, God bless you, and we will see you on the next show. This has been Baseball Outside the Box with Peter Caliendo. Listen online at baseballoutsidethebox.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, 
Stitcher, and all major podcast outlets. Join the conversation on Facebook and Twitter. Get all of our podcasts now at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.